Hey everyone, I'm Chad Grills. I'm joined by Stephanie Postoles. It's another episode of the Mission Daily, and this is your number one source for accelerated learning. Today, we're talking about another one of the 10 principles of accelerated learning, and today's episode is called The Habit That Will Make You Rich. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. We have a uh, packed studio today, so we've got baby Grayson in our studio with us. He's one month old, and then we've also got Toasty the pup, so we'll see if we can... uh, Keep it nice and calm in here. I can't believe how quiet it is. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, <laughs> so what do you mean by the habit that's going to make me rich? Like rich as in moolah, I'm going to be buying a boat or what is it? If you want, I guess. I do, it's, uh, actually. <laughs> rich in a sense of uh, more opportunities. So more things for you to choose from about what you want. More, uh, yeah, more agency, more options, less things that are stopping you. So this is a habit that... I can't imagine a more important habit for where we're at in the world and with what's going on with technology, social media, all these new tools that are coming online and new gadgets that we get to enjoy. And now it's just on us to develop a habit to encounter them. So you're building up the anticipation real strong here. So what's the habit? Taking one step today and every day to develop a personal plan for how you will use and adopt new technologies. That's it. Figuring out how to use and adopt new technology. Yes, or not use, or decide that certain technologies and tools, whether they're social media or platforms, are looking into the research yourself, not listening to anyone else, and determining if it's safe for you, your family, your friends. Got it. Okay. So before we get into this episode, we need to give a shout out to our awesome sponsor, Audible. They're our exclusive sponsor of The Mission Daily. And if you want a free audiobook, go to audible.com slash the mission. Or because we're so tech savvy, you can text the mission with no space to 500 500. The best books on this might be The Shallows or The Power of Habit. Those are the two we're working on right now. And uh, we'll probably be d- discussing in our book club. So if you're new to Audible, make sure you text the mission to 500-500 to get one of those books for free right now and uh, let us know what you think. You got it. All right. So on to uh, let's talk about this habit of using technology for good. And Personal plan for tech. Okay. Yeah, just boil it down to that. So technology is anything that allows us to do more with less. And by itself, tech is pretty much neutral. It doesn't do anything unless we interact with it or unless large groups of people get together and decide to use tech or social media to get us to do certain things. And it's not necessarily bad, but I think with what we're seeing going on in the news right now, a lot of people are asking questions. A lot of people are starting to think about, okay, like what's my game plan here? Should I just not use it all together? There've been a bunch of really, I mean, I, I can't, I can't imagine how some of this stuff isn't more widely circulated. So for instance, the co-founder of Facebook, Sean Parker, mm-hmm. uh, formerly Napster and everything came out and was basically like, yeah, so we created Facebook to hack your attention span, uh, separate you from friends. Again, I'm paraphrasing here. Sorry if I get it wrong. But the general gist of it is he couldn't believe that people are just now kind of getting around to the fact that it's not good, <laughs> that social media isn't good for you. And we had another Facebook executive recently come out, uh, Chamath pa- Palapatia. I think I said that, said that right. Sounds right. But he was the former VP of user growth, I want to say. And he just, again, asserted what many people like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates have done, which is he doesn't let his, and I'm not going to swear on here, but he basically said like, I don't let my kids use that stuff. That has to be a wake-up call for people. These are the people that created those platforms. And we're still in the early days of the internet. 
it's easy to think that this is like some type of like malicious, you know, thing or something like that. It's not. Business is just that hard and technology isn't easy. It's easy to look at Silicon Valley and think, okay, these people got lucky or it's so easy for them. But the reality is building a company and then capturing any value at all or making it to IPO or beyond is insanely difficult. And it's very hard to not only do that and satisfy shareholders and investors, but also create something that does good, actual good in the world. It's really, really tough. Yep. And I think from a consumer perspective, we were given all these technologies and platforms like on a silver platter, basically, and we weren't taught really how to um, use them or how to adopt them or what to avoid. So we don't really have rules or heuristics or tests set up to say, like, here's how I should be using these technologies and here's what I should be wary of to kind of like, you know, put up a filter and, you know, make sure we use it in a way that benefits us and doesn't actually hurt us down the line. So what are some ways that we can kind of learn to use these technologies for good and make sure we get the best information, we're connecting with the best people, like what can we do to yeah, use it for good? The first really simple one is just asking more questions. Why are you using a certain platform? Is it because everyone else is on it? Is it because you get a lot of excitement out of it? Like there aren't too many people who are trying to figure out how to budget more time in the day for social media. So that is a uh, the first red flag that maybe it's not something that you're going to be excited about you know, the fact that you spend 50 minutes a day on it for the next like 30 years. If you just project yourself out to being a bit older and looking back, are you going to wish that you spent more time on social media or things like that? So the answer might be no, it might be yes. And that's, again, up for you to decide. But ask more questions. Why are you using it? Uh, do you know about the companies or the CEO or the executive's intentions that are behind the, the platform, the media, the tool? Uh, are they looking to get you addicted and then sell all your behavior data? Uh, or are they providing something that's really good in the world? Is there something that they can point to that is uh, a new positive habit that people are developing by nature of using their thing? And that type of detective work is now in the modern age with the rate at which technology and things are developing. That responsibility is in each of our hands to or the detective, the judge, the jury. And we have to decide what we're going to allow into our homes, into our hands, uh, and into our time. Yeah, I think the easiest one, too, that you can do is just saying, like, how do I feel after I use something? Yeah, that's a great, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people I know, at least with, well, I'm not even going to say the platforms, but, you know, people are taking breaks from it and just saying, you know, it's hard looking at everyone, like, you know, pretending to be super happy or all these, like, celebrities doing all this crazy stuff, and it doesn't make me feel good. And I'm taking a break for, like, a month or something. And then afterwards realizing, like, I need to spend less time on it because of, you know, how great I feel by not getting on there and spending even 20 minutes a day on it. So definitely it's with, so it's hard. I mean, just being a human is we by nature addict to everything. We addict to people and situations and foods and beverages. Like there are so many different things that once we develop a habit, it is only a small step away from becoming an addiction. So anytime that you can take a step back, look at your day and say, here's how I spent my time. And with these, you know, technology or things like that, you're just one person. And the people that are developing it and using those tools are in the tens of thousands now. And they're building upon research done by the brightest minds in the world, the brightest PhDs, computer scientists, and things like that. So now you have a situation where it's maybe hundreds of thousands, millions of people and developers are collaborating to get you to do things through these platforms. And you are just one person. So 
Now, I think the challenge is like, how do you use those technologies? So how do you plug into the matrix for a short period of time, find the others and figure out how they're taking steps to either limit use or are they checking out? Are they opting out? Are they uh, taking a detox? Whatever the case is. So, I mean, now that we have these tools, it's easy to think like, oh, I'm just going to not use them at all. But I think the best answer is to use them to get more information, find like-minded people and uh, just start asking questions. And then so another really, really important thing to just word to throw out here is curation. So it's easy when you just turn on a TV, a channel starts playing and then you can channel surf. And, uh, you know, personally, I don't have cable, don't have any need for it. But when you do that, you're not the judge. You're just turning it on. And now you're a passive recipient of everything that's playing. What's really cool now is that you can use technology to set up your own uh, curation and filtering systems. So if you want to use a tool called Feedly, you can set up feeds for the sites that you want and basically specify, you know, create your own TV, essentially of different channels. And that is a great way to take steps to filtering and curating all of the inputs that you let into your life. And I think people are moving more towards like the curation mindset because just look at all the like subscription TV channels and just things that are popping up where cable's kind of going away. No one wants just random stuff coming up in front of them anymore. And I do think people are getting smarter about like, I only care about these shows or I only am interested in like these topics. And so I I only want to watch Westworld. So I only need HBO or something. Sure. So I do think people are moving in that, in that mindset a lot more now. I think so too. And that's uh, that's really, really exciting because the... Uh, content then and the stories get better and better. That's, I mean, we're having an explosion of new stories where Hollywood and movies and more traditional forms of entertainment like that have grown pretty stale. Every blockbuster movie is more or less a remake or building off some other work. And yeah, you could argue that Westworld is a remake, but they, I mean, they stepped it up in a major way from the 1973 original. And there's a huge level of creativity that's going on on those channels where people either pay or where there's some really cool people behind the scenes that are working hard to create value for the user. And I think it's really good to uh, set up curation strategies for your life just because I don't know if you, did we talk about this earlier that like every two days we create as much information as we did from the dawn of civilization up until 2003, every two days. And so just to put this in perspective for people, I thought this was like crazy. Every minute, uh, YouTube users watch 4 million videos. There's 700,000 new GIFs created. Um, 103,000, no, 103 million spam emails are created and 460,000 tweets are generated. So that's a lot of information just being like pushed in your face all day long. There's a never ending supply, that's for sure. And it's, there's never been a better, better time to set up Feedly or something like Rescue Time that helps you track what you're doing online, where you can do an audit at the end of the week and just to see how you've behaved. Um, It's so easy to beat ourselves up about this stuff where it's like, no, don't beat yourself up at all because there are... We're all struggling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a challenge for everyone. And there, I think the challenge of the next century is going to be basically avoiding technological addictions because there are people that are working very, very hard to get us and keep us addicted. So, yep. so that brings me to the second point then. Uh, playing off of curation, it's very similar, but filtering the content that comes into our lives. How can we filter it so we just get what we want to see and leave out the noise, basically? So I think, yeah, the Feedly example is great. And with social media unfollowing or unfriending or, you know, whatever the case is, uh, don't let things that bother you into your feeds. So there, there are ads, but I mean, the, the, one of the unpopular truths, I hope people don't hate me for saying this, is 
ads are getting much, much better. And with targeting and things like that, it's uh, obviously there's a, a give and take with, you know, if you're using a free platform, there's, you know, your data is going to get used. But with Instagram ads, like I've noticed too, that a lot of these ads are starting to get actually helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, basically anything you can do to prune, you know, prune your feed and uh, yeah, set up Feedly. So yeah. rescue time. One thing I'd like to, I mean, I know we're saying that the platforms are basically trying to figure out ways to engage us more, but I know you know this, that I went from really not liking Twitter for a long time to then I went through and deleted a lot of the people I was following. And I just targeted topics I cared about, like the experts in the field of, you know, crypto or like uh, VCs or whatever I cared about. I went through and just found like very specific people that I liked and just followed them. And I thought that's like a I don't know, it's been really good for me just to go on there and like see the news that matters, see what's important because I basically have this filtering mechanism of people that I know, maybe not personally, but you know, sure. I trust what they're going to say and can kind of see like, you know, today here's what all of them think are important that I need to like pay attention to. And that's been really good for me. Yeah. It's easy to think that we're, when you log on to a service that's from such a big multi-billion dollar company or publicly traded company that it's going to be perfectly, you know, perfectly catered to you. But the reality is you're going to have to be proactive to make it valuable and turn it from a, yeah, basically just like a fire hose of random pointless information designed to get you, you know, fearful or uncertain and into something that empowers you then to go out and, you know, use the technology to create instead of consume. The consuming is so easy. We're programmed for that relentlessly and fighting back is when you start to, as you mentioned, take very conscious steps to follow only the best people and then think about how, because I know you put that information into practice um, pretty ag- aggressively. Yep. And that's a great example of using that to create instead of consume. Yeah, I even deleted a lot of my friends. Don't tell them. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see, you know, what you're doing today because I can also see it on Facebook and then I see it on Instagram. Like a lot of times I think there's a lot of redundancies going on among the platforms too, where, you know, you post something to Instagram and it also goes to Facebook and then you put it on Twitter. And to me, I'm just kind of like, okay, well then for my friends, like I'll just follow you on Instagram. I don't need to follow you on Twitter because I don't need to see the same stuff over and over. And that saves a lot of time too. Yeah. Another great idea. Uh, unpopular truth, but I'll let yeah. you start saying Sorry, them. friends. I still love you. I, I think I'm just going to let you say all of them uh, from here on out. But so that's today's episode. Again, another really, really important concept for accelerated learning. So if you can just develop the practice of thinking about how you're going to use technology, deploying it effectively, using it to create instead of consume, it's, uh, I think it's the only choice we have right now with the rate at which new advancements are coming out. Yep. You'll be happier, healthier, and wiser, which is what we are all about at the mission. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for today's episode and we will see you tomorrow Thanks on the for Mission Daily. Us. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.